feet of the Lamb. Somebody may be worried about what time. I don't care what time it is. You hear me? I don't care what time it is. My God, we so, we so time conscious now. It's pathetic. Well, Brother Metter, I got to do this and I got to do that. All I can tell you to do, if you feel like you got to go, go. All I can tell you. Man, my heart's hungry for God. My heart's screaming. You hear me? My heart's screaming to be a soul winner. You can be a soul winner right here in the United States of America. You can be a soul winner right here. The jails are full. The streets are full. Hospitals are full. Amen. And people are dying for deliverance. Dying for somebody to come preach a God of reality to them, to set them free. And y'all ever been there? Y'all been bound? And wanted to find a God that was real. That could set you free and make you whole. Put peace in your heart. Put joy in your life. We ain't no different in the world out there. We ain't, some of us was out there. Hey man, I was out there. I knew God, but I couldn't find peace. So you know why? I wouldn't surrender to Him. Wouldn't surrender to Him. But I surrendered to Him. I found the very thing that I was running from is what I was looking for. <laughs> Very thing I was running from is what I was looking for. I was trying to find it everywhere else. There's a worldly song, a country music song. Some of y'all probably heard it. It's called Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. And the very love I was looking for, I was running from. Because I wouldn't surrender to Jesus. Sinner. And the Spirit of the Lord move on me and go on three and four day fast. Sinner. Wasn't serving God, wasn't praying, wasn't reading my Bible. But everywhere I went, God's right there in the back of my mind. <laughs> Couldn't get away from it. Like I had a monkey on my back. <laughs> Couldn't get away from him. There wasn't a day went by from the time I come to the knowledge of God. And I was six, seven years old. till I gave my heart to God at 19 and totally surrendered to him. That God wasn't in my thoughts every day. How many times I'd hear that tugging of the Spirit of God pulling on me. I'd be out with my friends. They'd be drinking and partying. We'd be out trying to have a good time. And I'd be out there trying to fit in with them. And I'd say, God, don't let me die and go to hell. <laughs> Got no business out of here. Some of y'all same way. You same way. You same way. But now God's saying, if you stand still and seek me, I'll reveal myself to you. I'll reveal myself in you. He ain't going to just reveal himself to you. He's going to reveal himself in you. Y'all with me in Luke 17? Let's go to verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, or Noe, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day 
when the Son of Man is revealed. Right in the midst of the wrath of God and the judgment of God, Christ is going to be revealed in us. Do you hear what I said? I said Christ. The risen Christ. The risen Christ. The resurrected Christ. Christ where? In you. The what? The hope of glory. See, it ain't just Jesus. There's a difference between Jesus and the Christ. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there is. Paul said, I want the life of Jesus to be made manifest in my mortal flesh in one place. But then he said, he said, I live, but nevertheless, it's not I that live, but Christ. I've come to that place, the resurrected Christ is in here. He's in here. Amen. That's my hope of glory. What's your hope of glory tonight? What's your hope of glory tonight? I know I've been getting deep in this word. But I've been meaning to get deep in this word. Because some of you need to know what he's trying to reveal in you. You need to know the manifestation of the glory and the power of God that he's got to be revealed in you. You need to know what it is. Because if you don't know what it is, you don't know what to seek for. You don't know what to get yourself ready for. I don't know what's fixing to happen, but I'll tell you something fixing to happen. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it way down deep in my soul. I feel it tonight. I said I feel it tonight. First Timothy, third chapter. Jesus, hallelujah. Somebody give him a praise. Give him a good old praise. I'll tell you, I'm in love with Jesus tonight. I said, I'm in love with Jesus tonight. Y'all with me in First Timothy, third chapter? And without controversy. Last verse, 16. First Timothy 3, 16. And without they ain't no talking about it. They ain't no controversy about it. It's done. It's settled. It's set. For without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness or the secret of God. There ain't no controversy about it. God was manifest in the flesh. God was revealed in the flesh of Jesus Christ. That word reveal there means to take the cover off. To disclose. God was brought out in the open. Revealed, disclosed. The cover was taken off of Jesus and all they seen was God. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Did he not? For without controversy, great is the mystery or the secret of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. How you see a spirit? How you see how you see God? How you see God? He's spirit. He's invisible. How do you see him? 
That's what Jesus said. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. My Father worketh, hitherto I work. I do nothing except what I see my Father do. Are y'all following with me tonight? God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, <laughs> believed on in the world, and God was received up into glory. <laughs> That's the mystery of godliness. Paul said, there's a secret there. He said, there ain't no controversy about it. I understand it. I understand it. God was manifest in the flesh. God was revealed in the flesh. What's being revealed in your flesh? What's being revealed? What's being manifest? What's being brought forth? What are you manifesting? You manifesting your old bad spirit? You manifesting your attitude? You manifesting your stubbornness? You manifesting your self-will? Are you letting Christ? You letting Christ be revealed in you? You letting Christ be revealed in you? Are you? You letting Christ be revealed in you? Don't you better get out of God's way. Because God wants to reveal Himself. God wants to reveal Himself. He's going to reveal Himself through somebody. You don't let him do it through you. He's going to reach out there and get him a drug addict. He's going to get him an alcoholic. He's going to get him a whore, a whoremonger. He's going to get somebody out there that realizes their need of God. And he's going to wash them. He's going to cleanse them. He's going to sanctify them. He's going to justify them. He's going to raise them up. And he's going to put them in your place. Because you won't let him move. You won't let the Lord lead you to walk them 12 steps to the basement. Who are? I don't know if y'all heard what Brother Jason said or not. He said, but you didn't want to do that 12-step program. That's what they call Alcoholics Anonymous is the 12-step program. She didn't want to do that 12-step program. Her flesh didn't want to. There's things our flesh don't want to do. And we just tell God we ain't going to do it. We won't do it. We won't yield. We won't let the Spirit move us. No matter how dumb it seems or how simple it is, if our flesh don't want to do it, we just ain't going to do it. God wants somebody to say, Lord, no matter what, here am I. Here am I. Here am I. Send me. No matter what. No matter how simple. Whatever you want, Lord, just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want me to do. So getting out of bed, 3, 30, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whenever your spirit wakes me up. Can I get out of bed whenever your spirit wakes me up? Or am I going to say, God, i got to get up in the morning and go to work? i got to get up in the morning and go to work, Lord. i got to be somewhere at 6.30 in the morning. God, here it is, 3.30, and you want me to get up and pray an hour and read and study and maybe not even get back to sleep? I'm going to tell you something. Whatever excuse you make, God, move that excuse. 
take that job, slap away from you. <laughs> Whatever excuse you make, not to pray, not to study, not to enter in that relationship, say, that's your problem, I'll move it. <laughs> Ooh, quiet in here tonight. We all got plans. I'm going to tell you something. Plans don't work. If your plans work, I've done have my house sold, have me a new house built in Fort Payne, Alabama. But it ain't worked. Has it, Brother Michael? Why ain't God done it? I don't know. But I can tell you what, after near, after over almost 11 years driving back and forth, my body's tired. But God don't care if my body's tired. He knows how to refresh his body. Had my 29th wedding anniversary Monday. Where was I at? Fort Payne, Alabama working. Where's my wife? In Georgia. Been here all week. Was here most last week. Just where it is right now. It's the way it is right now. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Except fuss and gripe and complain, belly aching. I don't know why you ain't moving. Taking my tithe, give off for an honor, you doing what I'm supposed to be doing. God, I'm doing my best to be obedient. Here I am. Lord, won't you, uh, won't you try to do it without murmuring and complaining? <laughs> won't you try to do what I'm telling you to do and keep your mouth shut? <laughs> and give me glory. <laughs> hmm. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached on unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. First John. Got the wrong scripture mark there. Third chapter. Eighth verse. First John, third chapter, eighth verse. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. What was he manifested to do? Destroy the works of the devil. What are you being manifested to do? Finish what he started. Step right in his place with a resurrected Christ revealed in you and carry right on what he, what he done. Carry right on what he done. This is what he was manifested for. To destroy. He destroyed Satan. He destroyed Satan. I found a scripture this week and I'm sure I found it before, but man, he just jumped out at me. Y'all can jot it down. You can look it up later. It's Acts 2.24. If you want to look at it. I'll turn over and read it to you because I don't want to miss the quotation on it. Hallelujah.
started telling God the other day. I said, God, if this word's right, I said, you better start revealing it to me and you better confirm it to me. I said, I got to know I'm on the right track. I said, if I know I'm on the right track, I said, I don't care. Don't matter to me what people say about me. All that matters is I know I'm, I'm in your sight. I'm in your will. I'm being led by your spirit. Acts 2.24 says, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains, P-A-I-N-S, pains of death. Y'all tell me, since when does death have pains? When you die, you die. But he said he loosed the pains of death. That word pain right there, when you look it up, only right there, nowhere else in the New Testament, right there, it translates into pangs, P-A-N-G-S, which means birth pains, translates into pangs or throw, T-H-R-O-E, which are birth pains. So he loosed him. He loosed him. Through his birth pains and his travail, he became the first begotten of the dead. <laughs> Woo! Yes, he did. He became the first begotten of the dead. And I'll tell you all this. I done studied this out. I studied it out today. I studied it out about two or three weeks ago. I preached on it. There's a difference between being raised from the dead and the resurrection of the dead. Oh, yeah, there is. Somebody named me somebody besides Jesus that was raised from the dead. Lazarus was raised from the dead. How long was he dead? Four days. Who else? Boy in the coffin in Luke 7. Nan. Twelve-year-old girl, Jairus' daughter. That's three. Elisha's bones raised a man that just died in battle. They throwed him in on the bones. Huh? Elijah raised the widow woman's son up. Elisha raised the Shudamite's son up. Paul raised the boy that fed out of the third law from the dead. Peter raised Tabitha from the dead. They were all raised from the dead. Y'all listening to me? Raised from the dead deals with the soul or the spirit being put back in the body before the body has corrupted and the body stays mortal. Resurrection of the dead deals with, except in Jesus' case, deals with the spirit being put back in the body and the body being restored after the body has decayed but the body becomes immortal. And the reason it talks about the resurrection of Jesus was his soul was resurrected and birthed out of hell. See, he wasn't just dead naturally, he did spiritually. You don't believe me? Study it out. There's a difference between raising the dead and the resurrection of the dead. Every word in that Bible has a meaning. It has a meaning. Y'all listening to me? And I'm going to keep pumping this word 
preaching this word, believing this word, because somewhere it's going to take root in you and you're coming out with deliverance. You're going to come out with the power of a resurrected Christ manifested and revealed in you that the devil is going to hunt a hole and be scared to stand up against you. I'm going to hammer on this word and stay on dedication and seeking God and you crucifying your flesh and dying out to your selfishness until Christ, the resurrected Christ, becomes revealed in you. That's your hope of glory. You just want to go to heaven? You just want to get your sins forgiven? Live a good life? Make it to heaven? Go ahead. I want the kingdom of heaven revealed in me. I want Christ manifested in me. I want what Timothy said, that Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I ain't interested in going the way of the grave. You hear me? I ain't interested in going that direction. I want the life of Christ revealed in here. Am I too far over y'all's head tonight? We ain't here just to have good church. We're here to be prepared. We're here to be conditioned. We're here to be trained. We're here to be edified. We're here to see with our spiritual eyes what God wants us to possess, and we're here to press after our inheritance. I don't know nothing about your daddy, but if your daddy died and left you $2 million, that'd be wonderful. But there's a difference between that being your inheritance and you getting your inheritance. Big difference between you can have 15, 20, 30, 40 million, you can have a $100 million inheritance. But getting it, (laughs) getting it, Possessing your inheritance. It ain't just having it, it's possessing it. it. Ain't just knowing about the kingdom and knowing you can inherit the kingdom. It's possessing it. It's possessing it. It's getting it revealed in here. It's getting Christ to take his abode in here. It's getting what's in here out of his way. Let me see if I can break it down to you in simple terms. We bought a new machine for the business. God really blessed us. Whether y'all know it or not now, cars made after a certain date, they got computers in them. And if you lose your keys to a car, and we come out there and make you another key, we got to hook a machine to it and program it, or that key won't start that car. After made after a certain time. Some of them was back in the late 90s. Some of them didn't do it until the two, but just about all of them are getting there now. You can't start that car. And when they sold me this machine, I said, well, what about the new cars and the new updates and everything that's coming out? He said, it's in the machine. He said, but you got a call. We'll tell you how much it costs you. And you type in a code. And it unlocks the software that's in the machine. It said it's already there. You just got to know how to unlock it. 
Christ is already there. You just got to know how to unlock that depth of his spirit, that measure of his spirit. You just got to know how to unlock it. You just got to get the code. And I ain't talking about the Da Vinci code neither. Bunch of junk. Lord have mercy the garbage they can come out with. I hope none of y'all took that serious and tried to figure that thing out. <laughs> oh, have mercy. I don't know nothing about it. I just remember when it came out. I said, that's the biggest bunch of junk. I said, I wouldn't waste my time watching that garbage. <laughs> oh, man, they got all these coals, Brother Matter, to unlock the Bible. Bible ain't being unlocked unless the Spirit unlocks it. <laughs> no, it ain't. There's more books wrote about the book of Revelation than there is anything else in the Bible. I will never forget Christopher come home before he gave his life to the Lord. He said, Dad, he said, you ever read the book of Revelation? I said, yeah. He said, you know anything about it? I said, just what God showed me. He said, man, that's something else, ain't it? I said, yeah. And I said, you ain't going to understand it. And I said, can't nobody explain it to you. I said, unless God's revealed it to them. They can write all the books they want to. The title of of that book is not Revelations. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the title of the book. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul said in Galatians, the first chapter, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me. You know what Paul did? He said, I didn't go up to the believers. I didn't go up to them that were apostles before me. He said, I went to the uncircumcised. (laughs) I went to the Gentiles. He said, I didn't fool with none of them. He said, I went to Damascus. I went to Arabia. went in the desert. Paul went and sought God for three years. And God revealed his son in him. And then Paul said, then I went up to Jerusalem and abode with Peter 15 days and told Peter the revelation of Jesus Christ that had been revealed in me to the uncircumcised. And the same was in Peter to the circumcision that was in me to the uncircumcision. Same gospel. Same gospel. God revealed it to you. God's wanting to reveal something to you. God's wanting to reveal His Son in you. God's wanting to reveal Him in you. But y'all got too much stuff in the way He can't punch the code in. (laughs) You got too much junk in your trunk. Yeah, you do. Got too much junk in your trunk. Hallelujah. Y'all bear with me. Romans 16. Twenty-five. Now to him that is of the power to establish you according to my gospel 
and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known unto all nations for the obedience of faith. I want you all to stop and think about something. Would you stop and think about something? You went in your Bible. Let's say that's the Psalms and the Prophets. You don't have a New Testament because nobody in the early church had one. Preach Jesus. Preach Jesus out of the Psalms and the Prophets. That's what Paul done. That's what Peter done. That's what the early church done. They didn't have no four Gospels. They didn't have the book of Acts written. They didn't have all these epistles written down. Those epistles back then didn't come. Paul didn't come along to 16 years after the day of Pentecost, according to church history. And it was probably another 20 years after that he started writing all these letters. Those epistles were letters to the churches. After Christ began to reveal himself in Paul, Paul began to understand the mystery of Christ in you, the, the resurrected Christ in you, which is your hope of glory. Paul began to understand it, and he began to write to the churches. But you know what Paul had to preach out of? Psalms and the prophets. What did he say right there? The scriptures of the prophets. Well, no Hebrews. <laughs> right? But now it's made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets. <laughs> what David wrote about him, what Isaiah wrote about him, what Jeremiah wrote about him, what all those holy men of God moved on by the Holy Ghost wrote about him, that's what they used to preach. Just like when was over in India the last time got to go and Brother Michael was, was up there in Punjab. Man, there's people up there that didn't know who Jesus was. Never heard the name of Jesus. How are you going to preach Jesus to somebody that's never heard about him? We can talk to one another about Jesus. I can start talking to you about the Lord. It says right there in the Bible. You know what it says? How are you going to talk to somebody that don't know Jesus? How are you going to tell them? What's right there in the Gospel of Matthew? What's the Gospel of Matthew? Man, it's written in the book of Acts. What's the book of Acts? Who's Jesus? I don't want y'all churched. I want you to know in whom you believe. I want y'all to be able to talk to somebody about a true and a living God. But what's revealed in you? Do I not want you to study? No, sir, I want you to study. I want you to pray. I want you to seek God. But I want you to search for the Christ to be revealed in you. I want you to search for Him because the Bible says He's going to reveal Himself. People are going to go on marrying. They're going to go on building. They're going to go on planning to build. They're going to go on giving in a marriage. They're going to do just like they've done the days of Noah, just like they've done the days of Lot. They could not see the day of the Lord. This generation can't see the day of the Lord. 
They can't see the hand of God fixing to hit this world. They can't see what God's already doing to this world. Us of us, those of us that know the scripture, we see the scripture coming to pass. I mean, my God, there ain't never been a time of perplexity of nations like there is now. I mean, it ain't just a state or true of the United, the whole world's in trouble. The whole world's fixing to go bankrupt. The whole world's fixing to go bankrupt. Y'all know that? What good's it gonna do you if you got 500,000, a million, million and a half, two million dollars in the bank in CDs and uh, 401ks if the whole world goes bankrupt and they wipe everything out and say we're starting all over? Yeah, my brother matter don't say that. You give me a heart attack. God's gonna sustain you. You ain't gonna be sustained. We got too dependent on the systems of this world. You hear me? I'm praying for God to get me out of the systems of the world. I don't want to depend on a paycheck. I don't. I want that faith to trust God. For he said the just shall live by his faith in God. You're going to survive. You're going to be made alive by your faith in God. If you reach that place, you need a piece of bread, you can ask God, he'll give it to you. I've told you all that vision I had back in 84. I was in a tent revival up North Carolina, and I was praying one day. That's the year God spoke to me four times in an audible voice about his word. Worked some of the greatest miracles that year. That's the year he healed Kristen of that skin disease. Going into 84, January. Then he healed a, a young lady of a broke leg, a broke bone in her leg. I went into a vision. I laid hands on her and I went into a vision. It's like I seen a bright white light like a welding rod just weld that bone back together. That young lady peeled that cast off of her leg and was made whole. I won't ever forget that. But I saw a vision like an old farmhouse God took me inside that farmhouse and there was a lady there preparing supper had a big old pie safe built in the wall her sleeves was down to here neck was up to the, her blouse was up to here skirt was all the way down to the floor she reached in that big old pie safe and took out one of them wide mouth quart jars of beans screwed the knob all up uh, lit off up with one of them big serving spoons in it set it on the table Reached in another part of that big pie, say, took out a big loaf of bread, took out about four or five slices of bread and set it on the table, and she hollered for everybody to come to supper. Big old long rectangle table, about 15 places around it. It must have been three or four adults and 10 or 12 kids sat down at that table and had one quart jar of beans and four or five slices of bread. That man at the head of that table bowed his head and prayed, and he did the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Man, I felt the Spirit of God. Well, I mean, just a simple prayer for God to bless that food. But I felt the glory of God set down in that place. And that woman picked that jar of beans up and started around that table. She said, how many scoops you want? She gave everybody one. Some of the kids got two. When she set it down, it's still half full of beans. Picked that plate up and passed it around. I seen every adult take one piece. Every kid took one, sometimes two slices. And when they set it down, still had five slices on the plate. God spoke to me and said, And the just shall live by their faith. 
If our paycheck's late, our food stamps, welfare, you get mad at me if you want to. Government checks late, everybody goes to pieces. What are we going to do? Let's start getting faith in God. Seeking God for Christ, the creator. He that blessed the five loaves and two fishes and turned around and took up 12 baskets after it fed 5,000. God's won't take us somewhere, children. God's won't take us somewhere. He's want to reveal. This is a secret. This is a mystery that's been kept secret since the foundation of the world. God's had this planned. It's all for me and you. You hear me? He ain't revealed this to nobody else. He let Paul and them start seeing it. Paul began to understand it. This is ours to possess. It wasn't for Paul to possess this. You know, I used to say, man, there's coming a day and I get there, I'm going to sit down and talk to Paul and I'm going to ask Paul. No, there's coming a day Paul's going to walk up to me and say, Brother Matter, what's it like? <laughs> what's it like to have the fullness of God revealed in you? What God showed me and I wrote about, what's it like to live it, man? Tell me. Oh, yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah, but leave me alone. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm just as happy as if I had good sense. Why? I know what I know what I know what I know that it's right and it's real. And it's ours to possess. Amen. It's ours to possess. It's ours to possess. It's mine and yours to possess. I said it's mine and yours to possess. Romans 8 and 18, if you want to jot this down, if you want to turn over real quick, I'm fixing to wrap this up. I didn't know whether where the Spirit was moving if I didn't get to these scriptures tonight or not. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature, that's talking about us, waiteth for the manifestation or the revealings or the bringing forth of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, and we are, we're bound by vanity. God, we're bound by vanity. You know, everything Solomon done at the end of it all, and Solomon had all the riches, all the wealth, he had God's wisdom. Man had 300 wives and 700 concubines. And when he got to the end of everything, he said, everything ain't nothing but vanity. He said, ain't nothing new under the sun. said, everything's vanity, 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 vanity. Why? This flesh is made subject to vanity. It's our vanity that causes us all our problems. Don't look at me like that. We got to look a certain way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way, dress a certain way, and people got to like us. Boy, ain't y'all glad y'all got a heretic for a pastor. <laughs> Just busting them moles coming and going. <laughs> got to have a certain style of shoe, certain type of purse, certain color of shirt. 
Vanity. Vanity. It ain't going to change one thing in your spirit, man. It ain't going to change one thing in your natural man. It's going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> oh, I'm fixing to get in trouble. I can feel it. It's okay. There's things I like and things I want. There ain't a whole lot. But there are things I like. But I'm trying to get rid of that vanity. Why? Because this creature, this right here, was made subject to vanity. We've got to break that vanity. Because the creature, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by the reason of him who have subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to face the bondage of the corruption of this flesh. I am going to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That word should read sons. I'm going to be delivered into that glorious liberty of the sons of God. Death can't touch me. You say you're crazy, preacher. No, I'm not. I'm telling y'all there's a mystery of God. There's a mystery of God. There's a mystery of God. It said to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, I'll give him to eat of the tree of life. (laughs) I'll give him to eat of the tree of life. I told you all last Sunday, you go check Genesis, the Lord set a cherubim with a flaming sword at the entrance to the garden to protect the way to the tree of life. Though man had sinned, man had fallen, he had died spiritually. But God said, except he reach out his hand and eat of the tree of life and live forever. He put that cherubim there where he couldn't find his way back to it. Guarded it, still being guarded. The Bible will tell you the tree of life is in the midst of the paradise of God. And Paul said, I knew a man 14 years ago. He was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I know not. I knew a man 14 years ago that was caught up to paradise. I'm just going too far with y'all. Going too far with y'all, I can tell. Make you dig. Get your head in that word and dig. Why am I preaching this to you? I want you to know who you are in Christ. I want you to get in that word and find out what belongs to you. Find out what he wants to reveal in you. Find out that you got power over sickness, disease, death, destruction, depression, discouragement. You got you got power over every circumstance of your life whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, or financial, there's a certain power given unto you. I know you've got to be tried, but there's things the devil does to you. You don't need to let the devil do to you. You hear me? He's already given you power over them. The devil's conquered. To the believer, Satan's conquered. Jesus destroyed him that had the power of death. That's the devil. He destroyed him. He destroyed him. He, he destroyed his soul. Devil ain't got no hold on you no more. If you walk him as a believer, you believe what's being taught, get a hold of it. Let it become revealed in you. The devil can't do nothing with you. 
10, you won't be able to do nothing with you. You'll lose the, you'll lose the vanity of this old creation. It keeps you subject to this world and the things of this world. That's what keeps people subject to this world. But he said, if you love the world, the love of the Father ain't in you. Plain, ain't it? Ain't pretty, <laughs> but it's plain. Y'all still love you, Pastor? I want you to go somewhere, children. I don't want the devil beating up on you. I don't want him taking advantage of you. I want you to rise to who you are in Christ. Amen. This world needs deliverance. Can't one person do it all? Can't one church do it all? Can't one body of people do it all? But, buddy, we can sure tear the devil's playhouse up around Fort Payne, Alabama. Amen. We can sure tear it up. We can sure tear it up. Amen. Do you love him? Appreciate this word tonight? How many of you appreciate this word tonight? Give the Lord a good praise. Hallelujah. I want his son to be revealed in me. Amen. We'll go ahead and receive the offer and ask you to help us. Please do what's right in the Lord's sight. Amen. Honor God. Honor his word. Because the word tells you that if you'll honor God and you're giving, God will bless you. Amen. But you can't just honor God and you're giving. You've got to keep the whole word. You can't give to God and then go out and live like the devil. Expect God to bless you. You've got to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Man, I love Jesus tonight. Everyone stand and honor the Lord. Come do what's right in his sight and be obedient to his voice. I really thank God for his goodness tonight. Hallelujah. Or Stephen, what in the world's wrong with you, son? Yeah. What'd you do to it? Y'all come on. Uh-huh. Stand right there and I'll pray for you here in just a second. Can you stand on it a little bit? Thank you, Jesus. What, did it hit you in your leg? Or? So it did clip you. Did they send you to the hospital? Did they check you? Did you tell them about it? You're supposed to tell them, though, Steve. You're supposed to tell them. That's just part of working somewhere. You get hurt on the job. That's what they have insurance for. I mean, you may not want to go to the hospital, but they still. They need to know. But Jesus knows, don't he? So, I mean, is it in your knee, your leg, you just having pain or what? Down in the ankle? You feel like you broke it or just sprained it or probably just sprung. But Mike will stand behind you. Y'all stretch your hands this way. Come on, everybody, set your minds on the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Lamb. You love him? Everybody obeyed the Lord tonight. I said, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Has everybody obeyed the Lord? I feel like God's waiting on somebody. I really do. I feel like God's waiting on somebody. I'm going to wait just a minute. But while I'm waiting, there's two things I want to get y'all to pray about. Sister Tammy Walters called and some good friends of theirs. They found their daughter murdered over at a center over something called Brother David Cornwall Furnace or something like that. Out of Cedar Bluff. Did you hear about it? Well, uh, said it was the daughter of, I wrote it down back there. Uh, see if you can, oh, it was it was Arlene and Danelle Sharp. I don't know if any of y'all know them or not. Said her daughter was found murdered this evening. And, uh, I mean, a brutal murder. They said she shot and stabbed and just, just brutal. And Tammy called for the family for, People to pray for the family. Y'all preach, please pray for the family. And my brother-in-law lives up in Virginia. Uh, his left kidney's dead. He had a transplant. I don't even know, back in the 80s, wasn't it, Mama? About 25 years ago, and now that kidney's failing, and he's he's really, and, and i just been praying and praying and praying and reaching. And I called him this afternoon when I was coming to church and was talking to him. I just felt the Spirit of the Lord come on me. I said, I feel like God's fixing to either resurrect that kidney or give you a new one. I just I just felt it in my spirit. And I told him, when I feel that miracle anointing on me, I'm going to have somebody stand in for him. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith for him. And I believe God's going to do it because he, he loves God. I remember when he was dating my sister. He was just a sinner, but... God got a hold of him and turned him around. He served God all these years to the best of his knowledge and understanding. Like I said, he don't understand all that we're being taught, but he still loves God. And so I sent him a prayer cloth, and he told me today, he said, I got that prayer cloth, and he said, I got it on me. He said, I am feeling better. He come home from the hospital. He's in the hospital with pneumonia. And I sent the prayer cloth to him. He's home, and he said, I'm feeling better. He said, but I still need a miracle. And I, I said, I, I'm telling you, but what a feel. I said, I've been seeking God for you. I said, I believe God's fixing to either. I didn't even know he had one of his original kidneys, but he's got his left kidney. He said, he just died on him. But the one they transplanted in is not working about 10 or 15%. They started a new procedure. They, uh, they put some kind of valve or something in him that they do the dialysis at night while you're sleeping. And they got to do that every day. When he goes to sleep, he's got to hook up that thing. He's got to do it every day. And I said, ain't no need for a child of God to be hooked up in no machine. Ain't no need in that. So I told him, I said, when I feel that faith hit me, I said, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith for you. And I said, I'm going to call and tell you. And I said, you just start looking for a new kidney. And I said, you keep that prayer cloth on you. I said, because we've seen God do great miracles through these prayer cloths. Is everybody obeyed the Lord you given? 
Have you have you been obedient to the voice of the Lord? Do what's right in God's sight. Stretch your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I honor you, I glorify you, I praise you. I thank you for your people. God, that have been obedient to your voice. and God, are standing here with the church. God, you bless them, you honor them, you'll bless their obedience, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, y'all be in prayer? Yes, ma'am. That's some faith right there. Hallelujah. I called Sister Norma after y'all prayed for her. She said her pain left her. Didn't she, Brother Bobby? She said the pain had left her when y'all had prayer for her. I called her to see how she's doing. I called Brother Bobby back there in the office and got her home number and called her. I said, how you doing? She said, well, I'm feeling better. I said, you You got any pain? She said, no, it's all gone. I said, well, praise God. Amen. That's what prayer's for. She says she got bronchitis. Chance right there, Lisa. Yep. Fire, 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 soto, se, se. I've heard screaming, doors banging. Spirit of infirmity be bound. Be loose from this woman's law. Television's number one paranormal reality series is back with all new investigations. What is that? Ghost Hunters premieres Wednesday, February 23rd at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else need prayer? Come on right now. You need prayer? Come on right now. Hallelujah. I believe in my Jesus. Do not miss prayer in the morning. You don't need to miss the teaching in the morning. God has been giving us some great teaching. Brother Harlan has been doing some good teaching. I'm going to tell you, it's making a difference in Brother Harlan. Because it's caused him to seek God. It's caused him to study. He's been bringing out some good word. You don't need to miss. The the body needs to pray together, church. Amen? It makes a difference. It makes a difference in you, and it makes a difference in the body. Need what God's working in the body. Amen. God can't work through half a body. Y'all don't get up of a morning and try to get across the room without your legs and your feet. Quit trying to cause God to do what he wants to do with half a body. Get the whole body here. Amen. Let's submit to him. Anyone else need prayer? Who? Brenda? Still battling? Y'all keep Sister Brenda in prayer. I didn't know she's still battling. I know they called me Tuesday night when we went to prayer for her. And Wednesday she was better. This ain't nothing but the devil. Devil knows God's revealing something in her because she's gotten into a great spirit of prayer. And she'll come out of it. Just hold on. Uh-huh. She the one I sent the prayer cloth to. I'm gonna tell you like I tell everybody else, Brother Bobby. I'll pray for her. Yeah. 
But then it comes a time you've got to be obedient to the Lord, too. Well, this, this is as good a place as any to get in. If you can stand the pull. That's what I told my wife. I said, you can stand the pull. I said, well, don't cure you, will kill you. If it don't kill you, it'll cure you. It'll sure kill this flesh, won't it? Maybe I had it right the first time. You say it's in her throat. Man, I tell you what, I feel some fire. Anybody feel some fire? I feel some fire. In the name. God, I curse it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all believe me when I tell you, you don't need to miss tomorrow. I don't know what God's going to do, but I feel I feel a working of the Spirit of God. I feel a deep working of the Spirit. Hallelujah. What you struggling for, man? You don't need to struggle. Say he's defeated. They were just up here aggravating, warring. Listen. Say, devil, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, shut your mouth and quit lying to me. I'm a child of God. And right now, I plead the blood of Jesus. Over my mind. Satan, go. Take those. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you love him? Can't y'all tell God's wanting to do something? Anybody else need prayer? Give the Lord a great big old praise. Take service. Close service. Yeah. Church world may not like us. But there's a world full of uncircumcised. Amen. A world full of folks out there dying for what God's putting in here. Let's take advantage of it. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Praise the Lord. That was good. I've definitely...